Yep, Charlemagne the God. Andrew Schultz. We are the Brilliant Idiots Podcast, and this week's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let's start the show. Hezzy! What's up? Man, thank God you're not a football fan, man. What? Because you don't care. You don't care about what's happening in the NFL playoffs right now. What's happening? You have no emotional attachment to anything. What's happening? I mean, for me, my Dallas Cowboys lost. But I feel like you'd get used to this by now. Yeah, I don't even care. Like, it's just like, yo, people get mad at me. Like, uh, this morning on the radio, they're like, yo, you know, you, you got to stop saying the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl every year. Why, what else am I supposed to say? We're going to be 12 and 5 and we're going to get eliminated in the wild card playoff game? Yeah, like, you can't say that. Like, fuck that. We don't, you don't, you're not realistic when it comes to your football team. Exactly. You're supposed to dream. That's why we do it. You jump out the goddamn window, man. 100%. But y'all suck. I suck tonight. No, that was, that was it. Is it? We do suck. <laughs> why do you think you suck? It's just a legacy of sucking dicks. I just think it's one of those things, lack of discipline. Um, it's interesting, though, right? Because you think about the Dallas Cowboys. They are the world's most Football valuable fran- sports franchise, period. More than soccer teams? More than soccer teams. They're the most valuable sports franchise, period. What's this, Alex? Not what was that? <laughs> what was that? You know what I'm saying? I, I, what, what was that? I don't think it's an accurate statement. Look it up. But I'm not 100% sure. So. Google it. Google it, dude. That, that really, bo- yo. Charlotte sent it today, yo. I just want to yeah, let you know. Oh, yeah. That yeah, really yeah. bothered him, yo. No, but you don't. But, but what is this, Alex? You don't like, hey, Bobby, little Speedy Wonder. Hey, why? You got to hit the Speedy <laughs> when he's giving you facts. What does facts? that mean? That could have been Indians bro? agreeing with you. You know how they agree like that? Indians? Yeah. Hymdians. They're called Hymdians. Oh, studs. Shout yeah. out to all the Indian studs out there Yo, that they call in Hymdians. Don't cancel us. We got that from the kids on TikTok. That's it. The kids on TikTok are calling. They smelling strap ones on TikTok. God damn. <laughs> Yo, come on, Charlotte. 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 Yo, you're not taking a whiff of that Hymdian strap? God damn. Yo, come damn. on. Damn. Come on. That lambskin fucking strap on? You wouldn't take one. Fire. You wouldn't take one little whiff. Apologize. Apologize for what? Apologize, Alex. And when you do it, do this too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Apologize. Apologize. It's not going to change. They're the most valuable sports team. The Dallas Cowboys. It's too late to Jerry apologize. Jerry Jones NFL team, the Cowboys, is by far the number one with a value of $9 billion, almost $2 billion more than his closest rival, the New York Yankees. All right, I'm wrong. Do I don't it. know. I mean, go, go, go. I mean they, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, they are the most expensive losers, though. I'll give you They that. are, man. That's what I'm saying. It's so interesting. Like a team that has not, that has a, what's their record? I think their record is three and five in the playoffs since fucking the last time they won the Super Bowl in 96. Okay, so what happened? So Green Bay. The Green Bay Fudge Packers, man. They packed you up. Packed us the fuck up. Got us the fuck out of there. With the youngest wide receiver core in the league. And Jordan Love being a rookie quarterback beat the fuck out of him. Beat the Cowboys were a number two seed, won the NFC East. Packers were like number seven. So Packers strapped close. it on. 
strapped it on. Strapped it on. And then just rammed it right up our asshole. <laughs> right up. I mean, right up the goddamn shit. Damn, bro. Oh, man. Right up. So here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's the most interesting thing about the Dallas Cowboys, right? Most valuable franchise in sports, $9 billion. Jerry Jones is worth $13.5 billion. So half of his net worth is tied up in the Dallas Cowboys. Probably. I mean, he was a billionaire before. That's why he was able to buy him. But why do we as a people believe that there are people out here selling their souls for movies, selling their souls for record deals? I like where you're going. <laughs> selling their souls to be all types of successful. I like where you're going with this. But Jerry Jones, I like what who has want. all of this money, can't buy success for the Dallas Cowboys. There's nobody to be sacrificed in Dallas. Why doesn't he ever get the Illuminati? Wait, did he not win the championships back in the day? Yes, they won in 92, 94, and 96. So, no. Yeah, 92, 94, and 96 they won. Because they won back-to-back. And then they won again in 96. I oh, wasn't 90... 93, 94, 96? I think it might have been 93, 90. Let me look it up. I'm pretty sure... It doesn't I, matter. Yeah, Point is, matter. He, so he's already won championships. Yes. So he has nothing to prove. Or did he... Was he like... Was he not the GM when they won the championship? No, he was the owner. But you he know, was the he, owner. He was the G, Well, Jerry Jones... Jer, uh, Jerry Jones technically had the GM title, but Jimmy Johnson was handling all of the on-field duties. So yeah. it was all... Jimmy getting the credit, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. If you're the owner. And then, you know, they had their little spat, and then, you know, Jimmy said he wanted to go coach the fucking Jaguars, and Jerry was like, you know, anybody can coach this team. Bought in Barry Schwitzer. Barry Schwitzer came in and won a and ring. He won. he won, but they've been, they hit rock bottom ever since. My whole point is how come people that don't really move the needle in society get Illuminati <laughs> rumors, but Jerry Jones don't? Break it down. I'm trying to figure it out. Wait, why? <coughs> why would he not have Illuminati? Because he, he's not. He don't have no success. Even though he's they have three championships. That was in the '90s, though. Twenty nine years. Twenty nine years with with no rings. I mean, they just tried to put racism on him, and he got out of that pretty quickly. That's that's uh, Illuminati. That, that's that don't Illuminati, work. That's Illuminati powers for white. You're a you're a bill, you're an eighty something year old white billionaire from Arkansas. Why wouldn't you grow up? You grew up in a racist society. Why wouldn't you be racist at some point in your life? Yeah, but didn't stick. Also, you're paying these black guys millions of dollars. They suck dick every year. Like, <laughs> you don't think that's going to make you a little fucking racist? Like, imagine imagine you paid billions of dollars for a franchise, and then you're paying tens of millions of dollars to these black dudes every single year. They suck. Some of the greatest Dak Prescott. Uh, <sighs> you get a black dude with two white names, still sucks. I suck tonight. No, that was... That was it. Is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he's doing everything he can to make the black guys around him tolerable to him, and it just doesn't fucking work. He's had some great. He's had some great talent, man. Even when you had Tony Romo as quarterback, Tony Romo statistically is the greatest Dallas Cowboy quarterback ever. Nothing. Shout out to Tony. Nothing. Romo, man. Not an NFC Championship game. What's Tony Romo with this team right here? What is he? Yeah. What do you mean? Super Bowl champion. Meaning if Tony Romo was quarterback now. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I never thought about that. Tony Romo at the... Yes. They at least get to the NFC Championship game. At least. <sighs> yes, I do believe that. At least. 
with that team right there. Come on. Yes. Now. Come on. Actually, now. with the team from the last few, three years. Come on now. What? So Dak is the only issue. No, 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 he's not the only issue. I mean, the, the biggest issue is just a lack of discipline all around. Like, they're just a very undisciplined team. Mm. And I just think that's years, that's 29 years of, like, nobody cracking the whip. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? You're not going for the low-hanging jackfruit today? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> No, man, you can't get me to co-sign a statement like that. Are you trying to say that Jerry Jones should be cracking the whip on his players a little bit more? A little bit more. Or just somebody. They got to bring in a coach that can do it. Let me Bill understand Belichick. This. It's a figure of speech, Taylor. What's wrong no, let with me, you? Let me understand this, Taylor. What Charlamagne was saying is that, that, that Jerry Jones has people that work for him on a field and that Charlamagne would like that if he cracked the whip on them, that he would get better production for them on the field. Is a, little that, bit, a little bit more discipline. Is that more or less? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Gotcha. Absolutely. 100%. Bill Belichick, that's what we need. Bill Belichick will come coming. in there and crack that fucking whip. But Bill Belichick don't want to deal with... Uh... Nah, Jerry got to give up control. Jerry that's 81, yo. Jerry, time is ticking literally and figuratively, all right? That big black motherfucker from the Crossroads video is standing at your door <laughs> with that goddamn <laughs> trench coat on and them shades and that fedora, and he's ready to put his fingers in between your eyes. Now is the fucking time, uh. okay? Bring Bill Belichick in. Let him be the GM. Let him be the coach. Let him handle all the on-field issues. Get the fuck out of the way. Because one thing that the Cowboys do do is they draft well. Bill Belichick has, has not historically drafted well. Yo, was Bill Belichick overrated? No. Does Bill Belichick need to win another ring for us to not think he's overrated? Only because Tom Brady won one. So Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So what better franchise for him to go to than An America's the Dallas team. Cowboys? Fuck the Falcons, man. You don't waste no time in Atlanta. Atlanta's rebuilding. Like You go to a team that is ready to go right now. That just needs a little bit more discipline. That's it. And he's gonna bring that discipline. He's gonna bring he gonna bring the biggest, we got the biggest whip in the league. <laughs> what you talking about, man? Yeah. He yeah. got more rings than the franchise. But he's used to whipping whites. That is another thing. Like whites and Latinos. He's great at whipping whites and Latinos. Like come he, on, man. He can really crack that whip on the whites and Latinos and really get them to deliver on the field. Yes. Their production on that field is incredible, but I don't know if he can do it with the blacks. Who is he? Had? Oh. He didn't do that great with Hernandez. Hernandez, crazy? he did amazing. Aaron Hernandez with. was an amazing tight end. And the murder man. aside. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part. That has nothing to do Showed with up Isn't practice. That discipline. Showed Bill up handled practice. the on-field issues. Showed up to uh, practice. He can't handle what you do in your own time. That's right. If you want to murder people in your own time, that's fine. If you want to do a drive-by at a bar, you know? That's right. Bill always encourages teams to blow off steam. When they're not on the field. <laughs> Does he? That was Aaron's way yeah. of blowing off a little steam. Very unproductive mm. way to do things, but that's what he did. And he was a great tight end. And he won Super Bowls, too. <laughs> you just <laughs> broke the leg, so when you let go of that, it's fucked. <laughs> oh, I thought you were pointing at his boots. Nah. He's talking about all this field work. Those, <laughs> those are slave boots if I ain't never seen them. God damn. Those are not what plantation you work on, bro? Them shit look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> them the Frederick Douglass Fives. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean, man? Taylor, let's do some all memes necessary. On, what we Taylor. got, bro? What, what, what we memes got? are going on this week, Taylor? I don't think I really care about Probably not. Taylor Swift swag surf was disgusting. 
Come on, stop hating. Nah, bro. man, that shit looked like beards when they don't connect, bro. What's wrong with that? Look at Taylor's. Look at Taylor Swag Surf was garbage because they didn't even put their arms around each other. There was no love in it, man. I think you're just jealous that it was the most successful Swag Surf in history. Nah, it wasn't. There's nah. never been a Swag Surf that has been bigger than that. Yes, there has. There hasn't. Name one. I don't even think people even knew what it was. See, if she would have took credit for it, and and like. You know how the, the Kardashians would be like, yo, we got cornrows. Yeah. And so everybody be like, oh, the Kardashians got cornrows. Yeah. Them announcers didn't know what Taylor Swift was doing. Like, no. nobody watching the game said, yo, Taylor's leading the swag surfing Chiefs, the, the Chiefs suite right now. Now wasn't Taylor hit social that everybody was like, oh, that was the swag. Now they'll know. But now they'll know because Taylor put the swag surf song on the map. Nah. I don't think people knew that song before Taylor. Come on, stop. Wow. Come on. Wow. It's a black national anthem. Come on. So. It's, one of the, it's, it's literally a Negro spiritual. Like, it's right up there with Nuck If You Buck, uh, Regina Bell, God Is Good. Like, it's one of those. It was pastors I mean, playing at the same it on time, Christmas morning. Say what? Pastors playing on New Year's Eve, it bro. And, it, yeah, I think it is for, it should be for everybody. What are you doing, Taylor? Yeah, and then the thing I didn't like about it was when she pulled her, like, she pulled her scully down like she was really killing it. Yeah, she killed that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She did, look at like, her. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not a surf. She's wiping out, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. Ooh. Nah, Boosie's rough, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I think Taylor got Boosie. I With all due respect, I, I think Taylor got Boosie. You know? I think with all oh, due respect, damn, I think he Taylor got Boosie. You know. Has he never seen a swag? <laughs> I think he, I might. Yeah, I'm going to have to go swift with that one. Thank bro. you. The Shade Room really did us a battle. Thank with the you. What's the comment saying? I think I got to go Taylor Swift with this one, man. <laughs> what is Boosie doing? <laughs> Boosie looks like he's actually drowning. It says Boosie fighting title weight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like he's fighting against the current. Like at least Taylor's just rocking in a boat. Like you know how you're in a boat and the boat's just rocking side to side. We said what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Taylor riding the wave, man. Boosie is like swimming in the current. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's one of the greatest swag surfers in history. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? She is, guys. Taylor, man. Taylor, what else we got? What memes do we got? It's too hot in here. I'm telling them to turn the heat down. Turn the heat I'm down, I'm telling them yo. to bring in a coffee. Like What? Why are they playing with the bishop? Why y'all keep playing with my bishop, man? That's Bishop T.D. Jakes? Have you ever been swallowed up? Have you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed up. 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 Have you ever been swallowed up? Taylor, that's fire, yo. Taylor, great find, yo. Taylor, that was fit. What the fuck is he wearing? Yeah. That's called a robe. He's a pastor, you Bro, goddamn he, heathen. He looked like Cersei Lannister. Salute <laughs> to the bishop, man. What so, is the context? What is, what is he wearing, yo? <laughs> so what the fuck is TDJ's wearing, yo? Yo, Chris, don't forget who prayed for you, yo. 
Let me you see. know what I'm saying? Let me see. Chris, don't forget to pray for you. Have you ever been swallowed? Swallowed? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been swallowed? Have <laughs> you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed up. Man, we are such an unserious why? people. Man. Why are we such a why are we such an unserious yo, why species? Do you, why do you say it like that? Yo? I gotta know the That's, context. Yo, can you call him real quick? No, nah, I'm not calling the bishop. Yo, call for that. call the good Salute man. Salute to the goat, man. Bishop T D Jakes. Have you ever been swallowed? Have you ever been swallowed? Have you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed up. Have you ever? That's fire. Yo, girls got to send that shit to you. Yo, girls, girls got to meme that and then get that in the DMs, yo. Get that in the DMs. Have you ever been swallowed? Taylor, say that to your boo today. See what he say. Yo, send that to your man. What else we got, Taylor? What we got, man? We gonna run through these memes, man. What is that, Boosie ain't what? He's just talking about how he went to no gay shit. No hoe shit. Huh? That's if he would get his nipples pierced. I don't do shit that women do. You ain't gonna never catch Boosie doing no hoe shit. I'm a man. I let women get all they pride. You'll never catch me doing nothing no woman do. That's not true. <laughs> he doing... That's the he whole... ironing. Men do a lot of things. Women do. I'm done. I'm just saying. He's literally doing laundry and ironing. He got two earrings in his ear. Okay, that's one thing. And I know he eats pussy. And he sucks titties. He's doing house chores, bro. Shayla, you was just talking about how you a pillow princess. You was just talking about how you a pillow princess. I'm a girl. Okay, what does that mean? so that means gr you girls do things, guys do things that girls do. Yo, when a girl goes down on you, how do you, you said, her time, She said a, a pillow princess is a girl who gets eaten out, yeah, but doesn't want to do anything in return. Yeah. So you just you're like this? Is that what you do? Do you do one leg up? <laughs> By the way, that's most men dream. Hell yeah. Swallow me up. And then I don't do nothing in return. Swallowed. <laughs> like, Have you ever been you swallowed? Up? Swallow me up and I don't gotta do swallowed. nothing in return. Come on, man. But what is you, I don't know. What I do with Boosie's thing? Let me, let me, I'm chilling. He just had his belly out. My belly's out. I'm just trying to get swallowed up. I'm just trying to get swallowed up. Assume the swallowed up position. But Taylor, how do you? What position? Or do you go like this? Do you like, you like that and then get it eaten from underneath? What is your position to get it eaten? It's literally only happened one time. And? You're a liar. It did. You're a liar. Wait a minute. You lying? Big lie. It only her one time that was in Aruba. That's it. Come on. I thought it was stop in Miami. No. Stop lying. No, I did. No. <laughs> stop lying. Yo. But wait, um, what, so what were your legs? You went doggy? <laughs> you no. went doggy? <laughs> My legs were you on her doggy? shoulder. Oh, you God went damn. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. When Boosie what? says I'm not going to do shit women do, women doing shit that we doing. Yeah. What are you talking about? No. She threw your shit up on her shoulder? You just going to let her... Throw your legs on your shoulders? God damn. I said her shoulder. That's what I'm saying. Still, you threw him on her shoulder? I'm still laying down. Did she grab your legs at the end, put them up, and wipe you afterwards? <laughs> wipe me down. <laughs> no, exactly. no, I told you. <laughs> I left because I was uncomfortable. What do you, you mean? Left? Why? Why are you uncomfortable? Legs too high? Your hamstrings tight? It was like a whole thing. 
that happened in Aruba. You are like, changing this story. Yeah, this I is know. not what That's you what told us this is not, You don't yeah, see how it happened? I didn't tell the whole thing. Yes, you did. Nah, before did you, you like, said it was I some girl and a guy, and y'all did like a threesome. My friend brought my friend bought this couple home, and we wanted to just, me and my friends wanted to watch. One of the girls was like, oh, I want to eat you out. And I was like, fuck it. That's what happened. And I left. Because we got too weird. What was weird about it? I was high. Like, I just, <laughs> it was just too, Yo, this, uh, like, too much. See how it starts? It starts with some fun little shit that no. you She wasn't was, good, though. I told you she wasn't good at but it. But it was your idea to bring him back. Now you no, felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I was under the influence of drugs. That wasn't my idea. You see how it does? You see how That's it That's how she told this story before. Before, she was like, I let her do it till completion. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, her her not my business. You not said my I business. busted on her not head. Not my business. Not, not my business. Headshot dead. That's what you said. You said you busted right Anyways. on her fucking skull. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't I mean this could go into well, I'm gonna say that for later then. What? Because it has to do with NBA. We so running through your shit, yo. I know. Yo, but can we talk about NBA Youngboy? Yeah, can we talk we, about the song, after, bro? After, after this, and then we could go to it. There's something else that goes. Why the daddy side of the family is the fun side. Do you side. agree or disagree? I mean, no, not necessarily. Charlotte. And my family? <laughs> I feel like in the black family, the dad's side. My dad is, is yeah, my dad and his. And my daddy and his cousins and his uncles, that's where I got all my entertainment growing up. Really? The best. <laughs> the best. Like, I mean, the way they used to use the gay slur, I mean, even though they can't, it's not politically correct. But they were throwing it out there. Oh, my God. Watching Three's Company with my dad and his <laughs> first cousins, my cousin railed him. Incredible. Why, I think about do? it now. I didn't know what was really going on back then. Yeah. But when I think about it now, some of the best comedy I've ever seen in my what life. What'd they do? Nothing I can repeat. <laughs> but trust and believe, they thought he was a gay slur because for whatever reason, it was kind of like watching Roll Runner and Wile E. Coyote. Because you know how you're ex you want Wile E. Coyote to catch the Roll Runner for whatever reason? They expected Jack Tripper to get some pussy every week. I don't know why <laughs> they thought that. And I remember when... um. I remember when dude died vividly and that news came across the TV and all I heard was, ah, I'm glad that punk dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lived with them women all them goddamn years and they ain't get no pussy. Not one time, ain't fuck nothing. i never forget that. I'm like, it was a TV show. I'm Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, it was a TV show. Why was they that passionate over a TV show? Come on, your dad believes, bro. Mm -mm. Mm. He absolutely believes. But yeah, my daddy's side of the family. Alex, say for you. Kidfield, yeah. South Carolina. My mom's side. Not even close. Your mom's side's funnier? Yeah. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah, my well, mom's side's funnier too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, the poor side is the funnier. That's a fact. Yeah. Always. Because all they got is humor. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. They got to entertain themselves. And that was the era before <laughs> anything. There was no phones, no nothing. So mm -hmm. everybody had to talk. There was never a lull in the conversation. The only time there was a lull in the conversation when everybody was too drunk or too high. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we're cooking. Oh, my God. Non-stop. Oh, non-fucking-stop. Like, I have a story that my dad's cousin Rel tells about a time he thought a lion was in his yard. And Monk's going to stop him. So it, it runs in it, your family. It runs in the family. I was yeah. just going to say that. No, his, but he had every reason to think there was a lion in his yard. Okay. I'm sure he, he drove. No, he, he, yeah. he, he, it was late at night. He drives into his yard. He sees a lion 
in the middle of his yard. Okay. So he turns the car on, turns the lights off, and he's sitting there just looking. And he says, he says to himself, there's a lion laying in my yard. So he said he flashed the lights, thinking the lion's going to get up and walk away. He said the lion does not move. So he says he turns the car on. Hits the gas, room, room, room. Said the lion still does not move. So he creeps up a little bit with the car just to get a little closer. Said the lion still doesn't move. He goes, hmm. So he gets out of the truck and he says he creeps up on the lion. And he goes, run! And he runs back into the truck. Right? The lion still don't move. So he says, he creeps back to the lion again. Run! Runs back to the truck. The lion still don't move. He goes, shit, the lion's asleep. Maybe I can make it to the house. So he gets out the truck, runs to the house, falls, falls in like a mud puddle or something, thinks the lion hears him and wakes up, rushes to the door, beats on the door, gets in the house. His wife was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he goes, there's a lion. Get my gun. There's a lion in the goddamn yard. So she looks at him. She goes, I bought that from the pottery store. It was like a one of those <laughs> one of those one of those, one of those, lions, one of those lion statues. The rug goes, well, bring my gun anyway so I can kill myself because I got to be the dumbest motherfucking most <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I grew up around. You know what I'm saying? I grew up around that kind of humor, bro. So, yes, definitely my daddy's side of the family. Now, can we talk about him being young boy, Taylor? Yeah, tell me what so what's the deal with NBA Youngboy? Break it down for me. He has to live in Utah. He's on house arrest. Yeah. But, yeah. but is he? He's not from Utah originally. Where is he from? Louisiana. So why is he not on house arrest in Louisiana? Do you get to choose which get, house you're under arrest? Yeah, probably because he'll get into a lot of trouble. He's a celebrity. It's actually smart. Well, no, no. I, I'm just saying legally. Why are you allowed to just go to? And also, is there an amount of acres that? constitutes as house arrest. For example, let's say you live on a house that has a thousand acres. Is that still house arrest? Technically, I yeah. mean, it's your house. Yeah. It's yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's your house. You, you can't, they can't tell you what kind of house you live in. And being, being, even if you live on a hundred acres, you know, you still want to be able to come and go as you please. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I've never heard of an NBA young boy show. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he would like to go out there and perform. The guy had, what, six number one albums? You know, it's nothing like, you know, it's nothing like going out to touch the people. You right. know what I'm saying? But, yeah, he's on house arrest. He's got 11 kids. What, nine baby moms? Mm-hmm. And um, he he was sitting down with my guy, Bootleg Kev. Shout out to Bootleg Kev. Salute to the good brother, Bootleg Kev. And he, um, just play it, Taylor. You do have a lot of children. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I've been around you to see in a short amount of time that you're a great father. How important is fatherhood to you, man? Um, not really big on it, to be honest. What do you mean by that? You're not big on it. Yeah. Like you're, in a, you're. I mean, you're a family man. I'm here with you. I see you. Yeah, but I'm only out. I'm only like in here because you. Oh well, I don't believe see, it's you. a crazy topic because <laughs> I'm not the type like the sugarcoat nigga. But I'm four walls all day, every day. When you say four walls, you mean locked in? Yeah. Just honed in on the music? Mm-hmm. Recording? Yeah. You can take the hat. I don't mind. We bond, we bond a lot, but we're mostly literally inside. Working? No. 
No, I'm not going to watch the TV. I'm just sitting there all day. Yeah, I don't even know what he uh, meant. You know, obviously, I just know if you got 11 kids, you can't say you, you're not big on fatherhood, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, I mean, you, you're big on fucking. You're definitely big on fucking. I, I just, you know, what child do you get to that you, you realize, I'm not really big on this. <laughs> like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Is it after two? Is it after four? Or like, you, you, you know, you got the 11, but yeah, I gave him donkey the day for that. I, I mean, he always just seems so unbelievably high every time I see him in anything. Really? You don't think that? I don't think he could smoke on probation. Uh, yeah, I thought that. You know, when I saw the when I saw the interview he did with Million Dollars Worth of Game, I thought that. Um, but yeah, he's on probation. You're on probation at house arrest. Like he can't he can't be high. He's definitely smoking. I mean, nah. Even in that video, hold on. You're on probation at house arrest like that. I don't think he's playing with them drugs yeah. like y'all think he is. I really don't. He just so if he's not, he's just <sighs> pretending to be high. I don't know. If, I just think that's his draw. The way he talks, he looks, it's like that looks, Louisiana draw. Out of it, like yeah, he looks out of it. He looks I mean, exhausted. He's like, he's very on top of not wanting to go back to jail because, like, I heard all of his interviews that he does. He needs to approve it, so mm -hmm. nothing goes out that could get him in trouble and sent back to jail. But that's yeah. not him. That's his. No, like he's he's really adamant about it. Like he gets mad at people. He's like, "Yo, I didn't approve this clip." Yeah, that's the stuff I don't, I get it. But, you know, it's just like, yo, don't put yourself in that position then. Like, you know, if you don't feel like doing the interview that day, don't do the interview that day. Yo, I mean, not to be conspiracy theorist here, but, like, do you think that, like, his his uh, record label loves this setup? It's, like, the perfect setup for a record label. Hey, here's this guy who's dangerous rapper. If he's out in the streets, he might get shot or he might go to jail. Let's put him in a place where he literally cannot leave and just produces music. That's the only thing he can do all day is make music. He's like a dairy cow for the record label. He was, they're he just was, yeah, milking yeah, them with albums. Yeah, I can see that. Milking with albums. It's like, this is, if you're a record exec, you're like, oh my God, we got a house arrest? We're going to squeeze so much money out of this kid. Very unique artist though because there's not too many people who put out as much music as NBA Youngboy mm. does. And he's been doing this. Like This isn't something new. Like He's been putting out albums on top of albums forever. You know, because he was, this is his second record label. He was on Atlantic before. Now he's on Capitol. And he's just so prolific that he can, he can do it. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of NBA Young. That's the thing. It's like, I, I know of him from just kind of internet culture, but I don't know any of his songs. He liked this, he had this one song with the Migos I used to really fuck with. I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember that record? No. Yeah, but I mean, he's like the, he's like, these kids love him. He's only 24. I know, and I heard, I listen, I've heard all about him. There's no question, but like, I don't know a banger that I could be like, oh yeah, that NBA Youngboy song. But it's if he, if he's in a 360, wouldn't the labels hate this? Because now he can't make any money on the road. That's if he's in a 360 and if um, they care about the road. But I wonder <laughs> if the labels, sorry, I wonder if the labels are just like, if he's on the road, we have to worry about him getting killed. I mean, or yeah. doing some fuck shit with like he just got a gun charge right so it's like that's why he's locked up mm -hmm. so it's like he's gonna break the law most likely and if he does he gets put in jail this is better than jail because if he's in jail he can't make us money but if he's not in jail he's on house arrest then you can make all the money in the world like mm -hmm. I think that there are execs that are salivating over this situation. I mean house arrest probably is the best thing for him <clears throat> you know because who knows what could have happened over the last few years? You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you got to just sit there until you turn 25 when your prefrontal cortex develops fully, you know what I mean? And you're able to make more rational decisions. I mean, I'm not going to... I mean, 
You think it's that he's not 25 is the reason why he's... I mean, it's just, it's just a scientific fact. Your prefrontal cortex don't develop till you're 25. I mean, it's developed enough for most people to not... Is it? Yeah. I mean, when you think of him, right? So you think the only reason why he's lived this life is because he doesn't have a prefrontal cortex that's developed? Why did Alex not do that? Alex who? Media. Did you know Alex when he was under 25? He was a police officer. Some of the craziest people you ever want to meet. That is true. Actually. <laughs> okay? that is Some true. of the craziest <laughs> motherfuckers you ever want to meet are police officers. That's facts. Shout you out know to, what I mean? Shout out to NYPD. And then when I think of that, when I think of, like, I think of like Ja Morant and the decisions he's made. Stop. I think of Zion Williamson and the decisions he's Stop made. It. I'm just saying, there's something to it. Stop it. I'm just saying. I mean, that, that, by the way, NBA Youngboy is the reason Ja Morant had the, uh, the nickname NBA Dumbboy. NBA Gumboy. Dumbboy. Dumbboy. Yeah, they was they, it's NBA Youngboy, but they was calling Ja NBA Dumbboy. Are there any good bars about you? Like, is there is there a line where you're like, ooh, that was pretty good? I didn't listen to the whole thing. You can really understand him. Played it, I, 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 I only think he mentions me in the beginning, though. No, he says... Let me hear it in the beginning. I can tell you. Amazing use of a live dunk. Why would I go to Grave Digger Mount? Imagine somebody having an issue with you and they say, hey, come to Grave Digger Mount. That's on security, got on. Yeah, little guns aren't real. This man is rehabilitated. He's snapping though. Mm -hmm. He's saying some shit. <laughs> nah, they said it. They fuck with this record. <laughs> the most impressive thing about this video is that he has a real live donkey in the video. That is so smart mm. because that's tax deductible. 
if you have livestock on your property, whether it's like cows, pigs, chickens, I'm sure donkeys fall into that category, mm-hmm. it's tax deductible. And the food for the livestock is tax deductible. Oh, really? So Hell yeah. So if he got all of them acres of land in Utah and he got real livestock like donkeys on his, on his shit, fantastic. So you like it. You're into it. I fuck with it. Listen, I inspire art, guys. I don't know if y'all know that. Like, like I have inspired art for a long time. I don't know if y'all... Who do you think has the best bar on you? Bar on me or about me? Both. About me is Drake, and it's not even close. Which one? The, the Send bottles for Charlemagne. That shit, I, I'm in Zanzibar, and people are sending me bottles of wine because of that. I'm literally, New Year's Eve last, this year, I was, y'all knew I was in Zanzibar. Sending me bottle up at the butcher did that. I'm gonna do the bottle to dollar man. Look at the bottle for dollar man. I'm serious. I'm that like literally, like definitely that. Um about me, the best disc. Who had the best disc? I don't know. I don't even remember most of them at this point. There was some good. I mean, there's it's been a lot of good ones. I don't remember who. I don't remember. Sounds like Drake. Drake had the best one about me. Drake might have had a, the best disc too, though. Now that I think about what it, what he said. He said, uh, "Like Charlemagne, you see the lighter and the darker patches." <laughs> 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 that was a good one. That was that was a good one. That was a good one. Yo, do you think Drake is uh, is hip hop or pop? Drake is absolutely hip hop, bro. He's all, he's pop too, though. Why would Mos Def say that? Well, he got asked that. Like, like, let, we, like, let's not act like he just volunteered that. God damn, there's a 10 times rappers diss Charlemagne the Godless. <laughs> oh, wow. God damn. Taylor just pulled that up. You loved Charlotte. Kanye, Kanye never dissed me in a song. I think maybe. I think this is just in general. In general. Oh, that's when he told me to shut the fuck up on stage. Nipsey Hustle dissed you? Yeah, but that was out of that. That was wrong. Me and Nipsey always been 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 super cool. I, that was actually my fault. That was my fault. I was being I was I was being funny and I forgot something. Uh, Can they say your name? I remember that. Yeah, Migos. Charlotte, man, you say the game donkey the other day. Busta Rhymes was never in a lyric. That was just face to face confrontation. Uh, Amon Schumpert. Amon Shumpert's a rapper? Yeah. Yeah. What did I say about Amon Shumpert? Amon is definitely... What Tell is- Charlemagne when he see me, better holler at me, hater. Mm, fire. <laughs> Never heard that song. I don't remember that one. Maybe I do. I forgot. Is this it? No, I don't no, remember that one. Amon Shumpert. <laughs> Yellow Wolf. Yeah, I used to give Yellow Wolf hell. He wow. said, what did he say about me? Like, like Charlemagne, God fucking God hates me. Man, wish I felt accomplished by having such a prestigious overachieving genius like Charlemagne to complain about me? Why can't somebody who's really done something doubt me? Wow. <laughs> I like overachieving genius. I think that, that's Riff Raff. Damn, what Riff Raff said? Yeah, he was kind of hard on the white rappers. You see the guy oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of hard on the white rappers. <laughs> I said, see, Riff Raff was Katy Perry's date to the VMAs last night. I will never, ever tell myself what I can't do. That's not a diss. Sounds like you. <laughs> that's not a diss. How like, was that a diss? That's something you said. I did say that, but how was that a diss? All Riff Raff says, you can't be me. 
Fredro Star. This must be an old list. Yeah. Fredro. Yes. That was that wasn't a rap record. Trinidad James. <laughs> I don't remember none of these shit, yo. Jaheem. Charlemagne was pretty brutal in his takedown of the all gold everything rapper's career. And look at my face in that video, yo. <laughs> God, that's why Drake said he see the darker and the lighter patches. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. Listen, Drake is hip hop, bro. Little twist. <laughs> what Damn. the fuck is going on? Not little How long twist, is this list, bro? yo? Yeah, How long is this list, yo? <laughs> what the fuck? This is old. This got to be an old list. Listen, Drake is hip hop, but Drake is act also everything else. But why would? Why would most even suggest that? Why wouldn't he just say exactly what you just said? Because, and he also took some shots. He was like, it's like shopping music. Like, fantastic. Fantastic bar. Stop it. Well, yeah, it was fair. When he said that, when he was like, it's like shopping, something to shop to. Yeah. Aggressive shopping. Yeah, aggressive. That was hilarious, that was, bro. That was funny. But why is he taking shots at Drake, though? That's I think I'm he was to. asked a question and he Man, answered it. Come on, bro. Stop you know? I, I, you don't I, think he feels that? He might feel it, but like you still, you still. Uh, Let's hear what he said. Let's hear what he like, said. Like, why even thinking about Drake in that way? They asked him. Watch. Drake is pop to me, in the sense like if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Commercial music. Or as, or as you know, shopping with an edge in certain instances. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course. I mean, I, it's, I, I It's commercial, it. entertaining, fun, it's, good, it's, formulaic music. It's likable. Likable music, yeah. It's likable. Um, but is it... <laughs> you know, I'm going to leave you alone. We're going to move. We're going to move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when did most that become so pretentious? Like that shit is annoying. Nah, that's that, listen. That's most. That's most hip hop heads. Yeah, but most of those. Most of those like pure hip hop heads. They would just want the bars. Like most of them are pretentious, bro. Yeah, but when do you start talking like that? He's been doing yeah. that for a while. Yeah, I've never known him not Pop to talk heads. like that. Where's the two words most deaf? Where's the Ruckus Records most deaf? That's always been him. No, the Ruckus Records most deaf was not like shoppable. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. Like, yo, like, that's why I love his role like in a uh, gay professor talking. I love his role in Brown Sugar. You ever seen Brown yes. Sugar? <laughs> he, uh, that's him at Brown Sugar. He plays the <laughs> biggest, most hip hop pretentious rapper who won't even sign to a record label because they got the hip hop Dalmatians. He's not even yeah. re remotely trying to do no commercial shit. You know? Most Def is nice as hell at rapping, bro. Very nice. But guess who else is nice? Drake. Aubrey fucking Drake. No, no, no. Is no. it all the old rappers don't like Drake, it seems? No, it's not that. It's that, at least in my opinion, I don't know what Most Def's motivation is, but. To me, I think that there's always, and these guys are competitive people. They've dedicated their life to a craft, and there's going to be envy for the people who are on top. And the price of being on top is the hate that comes with it, the resentment that comes with it. And like even calling him not hip hop, like nobody would say most deaf is not hip hop. Everybody be like, oh shit, most deaf is hip hop. So he's essentially carved out like a WNBA within the rap umbrella where like only the people 
where he's going to get to be the top of, he's going to get to be the MVP in the WNBA. Well, Drake, Drake isn't hip-hop. He might rap, but he's not hip-hop, and I'm, I'm the MVP of the WNBA. But <laughs> I don't like the WNBA reference, but I get what you're saying. You're basically saying he carved out his own subgenre. Yeah, which yeah, which, yeah, 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 which yeah. he can exclude the number one dude from. And well, they're always going to do that to Drake for a number of reasons because they can't compete with him. Well, also, <laughs> if you could uh, compete with him, you wouldn't. Also, because of the whole ghostwriting thing, that's really what I think a lot of it is. I think the whole ghostwriting thing and people saying it's it's like if you found out a comic wasn't writing his own shit. Fair, but at the same time, it's like I can't fathom that he can't write his own shit. I cannot. I agree it. with you. Listen, I totally disagree I with I most stuff. I because here's the thing: if Drake isn't hip hop, then Kanye isn't hip hop. Andre 3000 isn't hip hop. Lauren Hill isn't hip hop because mm. all of these people have given you a whole lot of rap. Right? Andre's given you a whole lot of rap, but then Andre decided to go experiment with other things. He decided to give you what he gave you on Love uh, Speaker Box, The Love Below. He decided to give you a flute album. Kanye West is giving you 808 and Heartbreaks. Like, you know, Lauryn Hill is always experimented with R&B and rap. Like, if Drake isn't hip-hop because he chooses to flirt with other genres, then there's so many artists who aren't hip-hop. Well, I don't think that's why he's saying it's not hip-hop. I think he's saying it's not hip-hop is because he's commercial and he's shopping. But who isn't commercial? Hip-hop has been commercial since the late 90s. I think the guys that aren't selling create the subgenre so that they can have validation within their subgenre. So they're like, yeah, I'm not selling, but the reason I'm not selling is because I'm hip-hop. When in the reality, like you just said, there are people who are hip-hop and they also sell. They sell, yeah. So I, I just think it's a justification that a lot of artists, you know, create for themselves. And that's just not just Moses, a lot of different guys. I think, and I get Moses' frustration because every single person that he meets goes, most, you are the best rapper ever. Most. Oh my God, Miss Fat Booty was the craziest song. Most, you were two words. Like, everything that you've done is incredible. So he's walking around like, I am incredible. I'm the best. Why am I not selling like the best? Oh, it must be that he does a form of music that's more digestible and shittier and the masses can consume it. Whereas I have high art and high art can only be consumed by people who have taste. Well, that's why, you know, Glass Salute the Glasses Malone, you know, Glass Malone is the host of the No Ceilings podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. What most said, Glasses has always said, Glasses always compares Drake music to uh, Walmart or McDonald's. He said, he, said it's ma- <laughs> he said it's mass consumption that so many people but that's can hate. indulge in. And with all due respect to Glasses, he's also a rapper who doesn't sell as many records as Drake. And so oh, you would say the same him. thing. Let's call. Let's give him a call. Holler. <laughs> let's give. Let's give glasses a call. Let's call. I'm just saying that's what I've seen. This happen so often with like all different genres of art. Yeah, I don't want to speak like, for. I don't want to speak for glasses. Yeah. Oh, hold on. But I guess what I would say is that I don't like the the subgenres, and maybe most would, maybe most would like belittle his own work because there have been songs that he's done that have been incredibly popular. They could be played at Walmart or Target, whatever the hell you could shop to it, like. There's been numerous times where I heard Miss Fat Booty while I'm out. I'm not it's not just in a club or just in my car or whatever it is. So he has produced the massive success hits. Maybe he would look at those and be like, "Ugh, they're too corporate. I'm not into it." And that's his, uh, you know, he has his own artistic vision. He can do whatever he wants, but he is capable of being part of those. What Drake does is 
he produces those at a much higher clip than any other artist, and that's why he's the number one guy. Yeah, I wish that the person who was interviewing most would have said, but there's been a lot of different rap artists who have been pop. Because what most said is very, it's a very, it's a big distinction, right? He didn't say Drake makes pop music. He said, I think Drake is pop. Then he started talking about Drake's music. Now, pop just means it's short for popular. So there's plenty of, you turn on Z100 right now, if you turn on Z100 right now, you're going to hear mad hip-hop records yeah, because, because hip-hop is the most popular right? yeah. genre. Now, there is also a pop sound. We know the pop sound. It's the NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, the yeah. One Direction, which slaps, by the way. Fucking best song ever. One of my favorite songs ever, literally. It's literally the best song ever. But if you listen... One Direction? One Direction. I Fantastic. Maybe it's the way she walks. Oh, fire. But uh, Drake don't make that kind of music. So... To say Drake is a pop artist, you got to take away all his rap. Drake can literally go on stage, don't do none of his singing songs, and can rap for two hours straight. Yeah, that's the thing. That's like, hip hop. Mm -hmm. How is he not hip hop? Well, here go G right here. G. G, what's the deal? We sitting here on Brilliant Idiots, me and Andrew Schultz, and he said you and most deaf hating on Drake. I don't know why is that the first thing. Like, Drew know me, so that's crazy he would think I'm hating. Yeah, he said that's hating. Word, hating? Yep, he said you hating why on Drake. Why am I hating on Drake, Drew? Well, I guess it depends on if you think music for Walmart is um, derogative. Is that a compliment when you say that, or is that a criticism? It's not any. It's it's just a it's just a term of pop music, right? It's like it's like Madonna, like you don't dislike Madonna. It's just Madonna. It's pop music. It's hard to it's oh, so then, I think you music. and I think you and most are saying different things. No, he's saying the same thing too. He's like it's the music you hear when you shop. Yeah, but I think he's using that, and I guess we should just ask him. But it feels as if he's using that, and I'm judging off of tone. It feels like he's using that as a criticism where you are saying that because of his pop, because of Drake's popularity, his music is played at all these establishments, but not because of the sound. No, it's created. It's created to be played at Target Walmart. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe so, that. at all. So if it's like a next episode or a gin and juice, which has become massive popular crossover records performed at the Super Bowl. They weren't made to be that. Exactly. I don't believe that his is made to be that. A culture and experience. Drake music is... I, I just had this conversation, right? I just had this conversation. Kentucky Fried Chicken, right, sells fried chicken free. That is soul food, right? That don't mean Kentucky Fried Chicken sells soul food. Taco Bell has this take on Mexican food. They don't make Mexican food. Yeah, they do. No, 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 they don't. They make an Americanized version of a Mexican cuisine. That's a pop version. They take flavors, seasoning, different things out, so America can digest. That's what Drake's music is. All of these things are pulled out so America can digest. He's brilliant. I, I think that's what he's saying. It's made for everybody else to enjoy. He makes so, music for the masses, but I mean... But that's what everybody does. So, so yeah, yeah, so what's no, the difference? But No, no, no. Everybody doesn't do that, Drew. You, you don't, don't think know. Kanye did that at one point? 
I keep saying this. Remember we had this conversation and I was like, I've been thinking about where does he stand? I see Kanye as Michael Jackson and Drake as Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Michael made yeah, soul bro. music. Uh, G. Well, Off the Wall is a soul album, bro. No, no, the Jackson, that's a disco album. The Jackson 5 made soul music. Off what the about Wall is a disco album. Disco's black music, though. That's still black cultural soul music. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just telling you his origins was some R&B music, which was the Jackson 5. And I think Kanye does the exact same thing. Take urban ideas, right? And then he shovels them in to where you can get Thriller and Off the Wall, right? He's fantastic at it, right? If you listen to Thriller, right? Thriller is just uh, Rick James, give it to me, baby. Or, or, or Billy Jean is just all the notes, I can't go for that. Or you know, uh, uh, beating is Macharona, part of that. So, or don't stop to get enough. It's Marvin Gaye got to give it up. Like, there are obvious things that he's doing to create a version of pop music from an urban, you know, hey, Drake so, is different. Drake is the main. You're Drake saying. Drake is Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell. So, so you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you're saying that it is his intention to water down and manipulate these other genres to make it more digestible for the masses. That's yeah, not, ma not manipulate. That's what being a great pop producer is. Max Martin, right? Well, no, you, you compared it to KFC and you compared it to Taco Bell. They are, yeah. they are influenced by a certain type of food, but capitalism has forced them to try to sell as many tacos as they can or as many biscuits as they can. And because of that, they're making it digestible to as many possible people as they can. Chinese food in America is different than Chinese food in China, yada, yada, yada. What I would argue is this is the type of music he just wants to make. He's not going, how can I make it most digestible to everybody? But rather, this is the stuff, this is my artistic reflection. Well, this is the only music he can make. Well, then, if it's authentic to him, he's not watering anything down. And no, no. But this is my point. It, he's the all, as a Canadian person, he's the, his taste is the all-American experience. That's why it's referenced as pop music, right? It's, just, it's not about, like, Taco Bell was never a Mexican food. It was a, it was a taco place started in Southern California by this white man who liked, who wanted to make Mexican food for white people. Uh, I, I, what, what I'll push back and say, G, is I feel like Drake's best, at least to me, his best work is when he's rapping about his experiences in Canada. Agree, but they're pop experiences. Not, the, I mean, not to me. Not when he's talking about trying to be on the when he's talking about being on the come up, trying to make it as a rapper, yada yada yada. Like I, I like when he raps about what he's going through in Canada. That sounds very organic to me. I don't think there's nothing to like or dislike about. It. It's, it's always fantastic. He's a fantastic artist. Do you think he's hip hop? No, he's not. Obviously, he's not. So, if a guy can get on stage and rap two hours of music, he's not hip hop. No, just because you use rap music does not make you hip hop. Hip rap music is at this point is going to be used by everybody. Post Malone used it to get in. Rap music has the least barriers against hip hop in general. You can match yourself as a hip hop artist easy. Drake does it very well, though. So what's so what's hip hop? Long came through the door, calling himself White Allen Iverson with braids to the back. Got in the door and said, "I am not that." 
right? Because he could go and be a white person. That's true. So, look so at what's hip hop. Look at all of that. Show said what's hip hop. Urban culture, street urban culture personified through the arts. So Kanye is not hip hop. Is most hip hop? Well, that's the problem, right? I've been having this conversation for a while. Of course, he's, he's, he's close enough, right? Because there are exceptions to the rules, but the rules. So there are, you know, kids that grew up in suburban areas that still had street urban culture. Ask them most, ask most of us, if, ask them if most is hip hop. You think most deaf is hip hop? Hell fucking yeah. Is he street urban culture personified? Yes, he is densely populated. The slang he uses, the way he walks, the way he talks is street urban. Not densely populated, crowded community, community <laughs> in those places. Not in suburban, middle class Canada. That's completely far away from street urban lifestyle. You told me you don't like no hip hop unless somebody get killed on the album. I've never seen that in life. <laughs> <laughs> I let him try. This is crazy. That's a lie. So, so you can't be hip hop unless you. So you can't be hip hop unless you're from America and you're from the hood, essentially. Street urban culture. It don't. It don't matter if it's, I, I won't even. America. It's not just street urban. It's street urban culture. It has to be crime written, disney community. The culture created there. G told me that he needs to drive by every 16 bars and he needs at least six women getting called a bitch in two songs for him to appreciate that is, it. That is ridiculous. Buy glasses. <laughs> Buy glasses. Help. Thank you. It was my favorite group as a kid. Who? I saw the movie. This, I have this orderly on DVD right now. You said the Fat Boys? The Fat Boys. <laughs> the Fat Boys pushed a very violent lifestyle on the people, man. Yo, they did. Uh, it's not you. You can't say they're pushing a lifestyle because people aren't talking about their experience. Yeah, but they it was, pushing an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah, it was a very unhealthy lifestyle. I love the fat boys. Very unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, there was a different day then, and we understood that's what they were going. Y'all would y'all would say the fat boys are not hip hop right now. You said who? Y'all would say the fat boys aren't hip hop. Of course they are. I believe they are. I believe Drake is hip hop too, though. No, no, he's not. He's a pop artist that uses rap sometimes as a delivery. Damn. I'm I'm I'm, I'm hit your line. My man. That was Glasses Malone, the host of the No Ceilings podcast, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Drake is hip-hop. I think Andre 3000 is hip-hop. I think Kanye is hip-hop. I get what G's saying, but I think these people rap way too good to not be considered hip-hop, yo. Because like, you're like, looking like, it off of, like, the skill of rap. He has prerequisites for... He has prerequisites for hip-hop that are outside of Drake's control. Yeah. Whereas you're treating it based on if someone is rapping or they're not rapping. As simple as that. And it maybe it maybe most has a similar similar prerequisites or different prerequisites that like, for example, Drake just doesn't fit in. Maybe Drake is or maybe most is simple as like, yo, if if your album is going number one, it can't be nuanced and niche enough to be real hip hop. It has to be pop and maybe he doesn't like that. And that's why I think we put ourselves in boxes, right? Because to me, when I look at Drake, when I look at Andre 3000, look at Kanye West, all I see is three of the greatest artists that ever existed, period. Forget the genre. Like, they're just three of the greatest. Who? Kanye, Andre, Drake. Yeah. Just... Drake hasn't taken the same chances. Let me see. I mean, what'd you say? Yes, what'd, yes. what'd you say, Chris? I don't think Drake has taken the same chances. I mean, I've taken more. 
No, I, I don't mean in terms of the format. I mean in terms of he's in the most back macho, the masculine. I think he has is. incredibly. Uh, yeah, he's I, vulnerable. But what else you want? More than that. I mean, I think that those guys are much more nuanced artists for sure. I eh, are they? I mean, I, Drake is taking some real chances, man. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that Drake has done. Miss Fat Booty. <laughs> Miss Fat Booty was fire. One of my favorite songs. I could rap it bar for bar. I wouldn't say that that is like more vulnerable or peeled back layers more than any Drake song. I mean, Drake has jumped out the window and did the Tootsie Slide. Hated that record, by the way. I think most Def has said stuff that really makes you think beyond a song. Most Def is dope. There's no question. He right. Has. I, I, I don't I'm go to saying. that layer with Drake or that, that space. You don't. But I was telling my man this earlier. These kids, most of their captions for the past 12, 13 years have been Drake lyrics. They think Drake is Nostradamus. <laughs> Drake is Malcolm Gladwell to these kids. Seriously. Like, like he's... This literally means when he puts out, I'm like, all right, my new caption is coming. That's up. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he says some really deep shit to a lot of these 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 kids. So I, I'm not, uh, you know, Drake's hip-hop as far as I know. Let's pay some bills, Taylor. All right, guys, let's take a break for a second. Listen, you need to start the year knowing you found the right life insurance to protect your family with Policy Genius. Okay, getting life insurance today means you'll have the peace of mind for the rest of 2024 and beyond, especially with your family. God forbid anything happens to you. But you know if anything happens to you, you want to make sure your family is good, they're safe, and they're protected. So if something were to happen, they're going to be okay. They'll be able to get back on their feet. Luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help talk you through it. I'm telling you, Policy Genius technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers. Just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Don't go searching uh, company by company. I mean, you don't even know what you're going to get into. You want to make sure all of it is organized in one place, okay? Even if you already have life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year or one for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance company. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another. So you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com slash idiots or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash idiots. Now, Charlemagne, we got prize picks. You want to hit that prize picks? Yeah, I'm going to hit that prize picks, man. You know what I'm saying? Prize picks is out here swallowing up everybody. Okay, it's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season, and now I can play during basketball season two. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is bringing your gifts early this year with the 12 days of Picksmiths, all right? Starting December 14th, there will be a new promotion every day for new and existing customers. The daily promotions will range from payout boosts to discounted projections. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy 
so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. All right, for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted, okay? PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy, okay? Testing my skills on PrizePix this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps, okay? Go to prizepix.com slash idiots and use code idiots for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash idiots and use code idiots for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been killing on this. Okay, we got the Akash thing, locks. Uh, I go with him. Sometimes I'm busting out my own. I'm up large. You can follow all my picks. You can trail my picks. You can literally do exactly what I do, and I would probably recommend that because your boy's up, 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 up. So that's what you need to do, all right? You go to prizepicks.com slash idiots. Use the code idiots for a first deposit match up to $100. That means you put 100 in, they match in it with 100 You get a free 100 You follow my picks, you're going to be rich with quotes, but I hope you really do. <laughs> now, let's get back to the show. Church announcement show, T. <laughs> Yo, uh, the Life Tour. We're coming to Austin, Texas, the Moody Center. Okay, those tickets are on sale right now. Nashville, those tickets are on sale right now. And Phoenix, we added a second show. More cities, all on sale at theandrewschultz.com. Thank you guys so much. Boston, those shows were fucking incredible. I appreciate y'all so much for always supporting me coming out. I'll see you all soon. Peace. Uh, For me, uh, Invisible Generals by my man Doug Melville is available everywhere you buy books right now, man. Make sure you go grab that. Uh, also, uh, what else? What else? Oh, Broke Down Profits, starring Jonathan Majors, Dasha Polanco, Brian Tyree, Henry, Donnell Rollins. That's available on Audible right now. And damn, I can't wait to give you all some updates on uh, the second annual Black Effect Podcast Festival. That'll be happening in Atlanta uh, in April. So I was I, I can't wait to give you all more updates about that. Huh? Oh, it's not. It's the second. Taylor's trying to tell me it's the third. It's the second. Our first one was last year. We were going to do one in New York. We did. We was going to do one in New York. And we nixed that. We took it down south where it should have been from the start. But, yeah, can't wait to tell y'all about the uh, second annual Black Effect Podcast Festival, which is we'll be announcing shortly, okay? All right, let's get back to the show. What else we got, uh, Taylor? Uh, Andrew, you want to share your 50 Cent story? Yes. Yo, talk to me about the goat, man. Met the goat, man. That was crazy. Was he was he psyched to see you? Because I know he's reposted. Yeah, he was, and he's yeah, reposted he was brilliant idiots. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was just dope. And uh yeah, he's great storyteller, charismatic as fuck. Like, you gonna bring you into the power universe? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think, I don't think I'll be a new character on the power universe. You could be one of Tommy's cousins. Yeah. But I was telling the guys, about? I was like, I, I I got it like from talking to him, you know, why he's been able to have so much success in entertainment as well because like this is what we were talking about on Flagrant but like just imagine this the, the the great American crime stories for decades have been the Italian mafia in America that's right okay we've kind of went through almost all of those stories and when you're an Italian with a story or you wrote a story about the Italian mafia you wanted two people to direct it Scorsese Ford Coppola Right. Like and why? Because they're Italians. Right. Mm -hmm. They 
understand the culture. They're not going to have your character that is a representation of you looking goofy out there. They actually know who you are. If it's some random white guy from fucking Maine who's writing a script about it, he's going to fuck up the, the food. He's going to fuck up the gestures. He's going to fuck up everything. I think the next line of American street or crime stories are going to come from the black community and the hip hop community. And I think but, you've already started seeing this happen now. Now, if you're somebody who comes from the street, you're locked up, right? Who do you want writing your story? Do you want some white guy in Hollywood that makes movies that says that he can do right by you that has no fucking clue what the street code is, no clue what the street culture is, no clue what your character is supposed to wear, what colors he's not supposed to wear, what hand gestures he's supposed to do or not do, or do you want a guy who's actually lived it? To me... To write? Not to write. You to get professional produce. writers to do okay, it. To yeah, produce, yeah, 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 yeah. to make sure that your story is safe. Someone yeah. who understands what it's like to be out there yeah. and also understands and how important that is to be represented. What I'm seeing, when, you know, I'm talking to him about that. I'm like, oh, this is genius, bro. You got it. You figured it out. Like, of course, if you're a street dude, you're going, yeah, 50 got to make my story. And if this is going to be the next line of these American crime stories, like the Italian mafia, the run the Italian mafia had in American, like, you know, cinema, I mean, to me, it's, you know, it's just, we're talking yeah, about I mean, tens listen, of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. and I'm only going to base it off stories that I know are real because I was about to say The Wire was fantastic, but that'd be lying because I never saw an episode of The Wire. But I'll just say it anyway. <laughs> the Wire was fantastic because that's, you know. But it was so good. Paid in full. Amazing story about, you know, the drug dealers in Harlem, the Alpos and the rich and poor, I think their names were, things like that. That was fantastic. I don't know who wrote that, but to your point, Dame Dash was an executive producer. You know what I mean? So it gives it a, 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 a air credibility. credibility. Um, when you think about old... You, you don't know, need the writer to be from the culture. No, no. You just need a producer like John Singleton with Boys in the Hood. Exactly. The Hughes Brothers with Men in Society. And those guys weren't necessarily street guys, but they were black people who understood... Aware enough. Aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 is just in such a unique position, man, because... Um, yeah, there's nobody who was looking at that genre like the gold it is. It is the next line of American rags to riches stories. Yeah. I mean, that's what was so seductive about the Italian mafia or these people who are come here with nothing and then yeah. go, it's the American dream. You go make tens of millions of dollars. And keep in mind, all those American dream families that we now see as like regal and royalty and aristocratic all of them started in bootlegging or selling fucking opium or doing some sort of illegal business. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that to get on in America, but it's not dissimilar to the black American street crime that you will see now populating Hollywood cinema. I mean, that's why that's why so many black uh, people gravitated towards Goodfellas and gravitated towards yeah, Sopranos. Yeah, like, yo, this is my way Carlito's out, too. Way. Absolutely. Gravitated towards Scarface. I wonder if they'll have, I wonder if black uh, street stories will have that same impact I mean, on other people. We saw uh, American well, Gangster. Well, think about American like this. Gangster, think, yeah. think about like this. What were, what were Italians also, uh, you could argue, overrepresented in prior to the release of all those films? Pizza. Correct. Music. They dominated popular music. Really? Oh, you heard a guy named Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra was Italian? This guy's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this Frank guy, Sinatra was Italian. Really? Wait, what were the Jersey Boys? Were they Italian? Yeah. Uh, 
Bobby Darren. I thought Frank Sinatra was Jewish. Bobby Darren was Jewish, wasn't he? No, Tony Bennett, I think, is Italian for sure. Tony Bennett is Italian? Yes, you know. I that. hate this guy, bro. <laughs> you one what? Of, you're one of the people I'd probably hate more than anybody. <laughs> Who else is Italian, <laughs> yeah, yo? Yeah. Dion and the Belmonts were Italian. What they sing? What they sing? Yo, don't indulge yeah. him, bro. Just move on. <laughs> yo, yo, you know who was fire? A fire Italian group? Shut up. Fucking Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, <laughs> and Michelangelo with that dude Splinter on the bass? That yeah. shit was fire. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I really didn't know Frank Sinatra was Italian. I thought Frank Sinatra was Jewish, straight up. What? I thought he was Jewish. Ain't he from Brooklyn? No, Hackensack or somewhere. Hackensack? Right somewhere right over the river. Maybe Jersey City. Frank Sinatra's from Jersey? Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Frankie Valley's the guy Jersey. Who Frankie Valley. I thought Frankie Valley was Latino. It's a fine line. <laughs> he is, right? I'm not making this up. Yo, why don't you get swallowed Google up? Frankie Valley. <laughs> why don't you get swallowed <laughs> up? Google right Frankie now. Valley's ethnicity, yo. He's the Italian. I don't have to Google it. Frankie Valley is very Italian. Very Italian? Yeah. That's yes. crazy. Anyway, point is. What was the point before you fucking derailed this whole goddamn thing in your <laughs> knee-high Timberlands? 50 is going is the king. Italian. Italian? Yep. Of course. 50 is the king of street. Uh, oh, my, my, the point I was making was that Italians were so overrepresented in pop music mm -hmm. and pop culture, right? Then, then their stories are also represented in Hollywood culture. Right now, who's overrepresented for their percentage of people in the country in music? Hmm. Black people. Black people. Mm. Hip, -hop, yeah. hip hop, at least maybe before this year, was the popular genre of music. And now you're going to also see those stories told as well. So the setup looks beautiful. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there's so many stories out there. BMF story, 50 caught that, you know, and you can't even be mad at him because there's nobody in Atlanta who, you know, had the muscle TV and film wise that 50 has has garnered, you know what I mean? Like, I've heard plenty of people say they wanted to do the BMF story, but didn't get it done. 50 got it done. 50 needed to do the New York story. 50 needed to do... That would be the one. And also that big studio that he just closed on. Did you hear about that? Was that... Is that happening? Is yeah, that, yeah, like, oh, he, got, wow. he got approved for it. Yeah, yeah he did. 50, you need to holler at my guy, Sean Penn, man. Sean Penn, uh, formerly known as Little Sean the Rapper, when you talk about you know, New York street stories, because I agree with you. There hasn't been, like, a classic New York street tale. I think Payton Fifth, Full was the one. 50 is sitting on the New York wire. He is sitting on the New York... What he told I mean, what he told me that night is the New York wire. If it's about shit that happened in Queens when he was coming yeah. up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is sitting on the New York 100%, 100%. wire. 100%. Say again? It's well, supposed to be, like, a play off of it. Nah, he could... You don't got to play. Uh, is it really... Like, Based nah, on Raising Canaan is based off 50 Cent's character from Power. I know, but I thought he added some of his... I mean, he probably does a little bit. What I'm saying is there is a almost biopic you could... You'd have to get permission and the rights, a lot of people, and there's going to be a, you know, a lot of stuff maybe exposed that shouldn't be, but... Now, it was some wild shit going down. Oh, I, my God. I'm going to tell you what up. Between Queens and Brooklyn, that's why I said you got to holler at my man Sean Penn, because Sean Penn grew up, you know, in the in the, the, the Brooklyn era, the... the Late eighties, nineties, when that I mean, shit was no joke. You know what I how mean? How I would do it? How I would do it? If I'm him, bro to bro, bro to bro. Yeah, bro to so bro. So I would. You know how the wire went? 
oh, here is the hood, here's the school system, here's the docks, here's the police, yeah. whatever. So you start, and the story can start in Queens. It can start with all these figures, these OGs, et cetera. You have other figures from these different boroughs popping up, so the characters are introduced, but the main story is over there in Queens. Then the next season could be main stories in Brooklyn, but you still have the Queens people popping in. Next can be Harlem. Yeah. Next can be the Bronx, right? Like Next can be whatever else it is. And the final maybe can incorporate all of them, but there is an unbelievable story here. What they say? They say New York got 8 million stories. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Need to tell some yes, of this sir. shit. The crazy thing is you could almost do, 50 wouldn't even have to do like one. He could do like, how you, you see Bro, Marvel's you could do What five If? five different Yeah, you could do something series. new every episode. I love Marvel What If, right? Yeah, I because in 30 minutes, I get a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah. I mean, I get whole world saved in 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't even need a whole movie. You could do like a whole anthology series just based off New York's New York street stories. Totally. I just like the idea of like what I thought was so epic about Avengers is that they mapped this out decades ago. And then each movie slowly pushed the story toward this moment where all the storylines were going to collide and then they executed it with perfection. Imagine you could do that with New York street stories. Yes. Like to me, that's, that would be an epic undertaking and you need guys that really know what they're doing with the storytelling because intertwining all those things, like putting these little Easter eggs that aren't going to pay off for three seasons. That's like some George R. R. Martin game of Thrones shit. Like, imagine we had New York City Street Game of Thrones. It, it Literally that detailed storytelling. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's there. Like, listen, you can't bro, sit here and tell me, you, you, have, you ever watch Minister you know, Society? Fantastic. Boys in the Hood, fantastic. Yeah. Like, you can get into that type of detail. But here's the thing. He was telling me stories that, and I'm from New York. I'm born and raised in New York. As familiar as some of these characters are to maybe you grew up in Queens, yeah. you're aware of it, and even you're a little younger. Alex grew up in Queens? I mean, Far yeah. Rock. Far Rock. That is Queens. Stop. It's Queens, but it's a little bit removed. From... They ain't the Queens 50 talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, G-Unit was in Far Rock? Yeah, the, the tank tops. Nah, nah, nah. We ain't even talking. This one 50 was boo-boo. Yes. Oh. That's what, there was dudes like that no, run, no. running well, niggas off the street. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what was I trying to say? You said Alex tried to hear the you know, dudes running dudes off the street. <laughs> oh, now you're doing, now you're doing an Indian eye. And I, and now you're doing <laughs> I was like, there's dudes running dudes off Wait, the street. Wait, what was I just, why did I bring that up? Because you were saying how Alex ain't really from the hood. That's what you said. Oh, what did I say? What was I saying? I don't want to glorify that stuff. So you're right, Charlotte, man. What are you saying? Huh? What was I saying? You was talking about how you was talking about 50 in the stories from Queens. The shit you was talking about. You said you may be familiar with somebody. Oh, these yeah. People. I didn't even know these dudes. Like, I'm from New York City. Mm -hmm. And there's some names I recognize and then others that I was like, I honestly, I don't know who that is. Nah, but 50 can do it. And he's going. No, what am I talking about? He can do it. 50 is going to do it. Yeah, it will be crazy. It's going to get done. It will be crazy. Okay? Salute to Fifth, man. I don't even think people really appreciate what fifth is done in the TV space, yo. You know how it's hard to get shit made. It's bro. hard to get one thing made. This man has gotten, I can't even remember how many seasons of power. The four shit with Tommy, Raising Canaan, the the uh the ghost series, BMF, fucking uh, what was the shit on ABC? Um uh that was based off the dude from Mount's Corner. 
the lawyer. Yeah. Isaac Wright Jr. Isaac Wright Jr. Salute to Isaac Wright. I know Isaac really well, man. Yeah, I bet. Good guy. Good guy. Do y'all want to talk about the politics? What happened in politics? Oh, Trump, the, the landslide. Young landslide. Wasn't a landslide, though. Stop it. Here's my thing. Stop and I, it. I've, I've said this a million times. I think Republicans right now are doing themselves a disservice by not pushing Trump to the side and putting Nikki Haley as the GOP frontrunner. And the reason I say that, because if you look at what happened in Iowa, 50 percent of Republicans in Iowa voted against Trump because fucking DeSantis had like 20 something percent and Nikki had like 19, almost 20 percent. And they said that the people who voted for Nikki were mostly Democrats and independents. It's not a sure bet for Donald Trump in the general election. I, it's not. Even against sleepy goddamn Joe. Charlamagne. I'm trying to tell you. Charlamagne. And, it, and it, was, it was the lowest turnout for a caucus ever in Iowa. Because there's a lot of people that's just like, I told y'all already, there's some people who, 2024 is all about Trump, who's the criminal, Joe Biden, who's the coward, in the couch. And a lot of people are not energized by a Trump-Biden rematch, and they staying home. It's the lowest turnout for a caucus in Iowa in years. It also was freezing cold, so that can be part of it. It's Don't freezing cold. No nah, it was like son. It was crazy. They're break. dealing with the dragon Z out there. It's like it's not even like a. It's not even like a fuck. Yeah, what you the fuck is the Dragon Z? Dragon Z is balls oh, on your fucking Come on, Dragon Z balls on your mouth. I thought that was a new fucking disease or something. I'm like, it's a new strain of COVID. I thought I gave it away because I, I started to smile. Too. I started you to smile. You also almost <laughs> gave it away. <laughs> See, look, fifty-one percent, but then Ron DeSantis twenty, and and, and Morning Joe had a really good point. Morning Joe was like, if if Barack Obama took four years off and he was the basically the incumbent coming back, he'd be like at 90 something percent in Iowa or some shit like that. Barack Obama wins this state in the general election in 2008. He wins the state in the general election in 2012. Trump comes in here, wins the wins. It comes in third in the Iowa caucus in 2016, but wins the state, turns it red in 2016, turns it red easily in 2020. So he's actually run here as a presidential candidate in the last two presidential cycles. He hasn't taken any time off, right? He's effectively the incumbent running uh, in the Republican Party. So if you thought about that, imagine Barack Obama has won, won, wins Iowa in 2008 and wins it in 2012. And now Barack Obama's running in the Iowa caucuses in 2016. What would Barack Obama's margin have been in Iowa in the 2016 Democratic caucuses? Would have been, I would reckon, 90 95%? I mean, yes. 85%? I mean, he would have one of the most popular Democratic presidents in history. Are we sure of that? That's what, that's what he was saying. I mean, that's what he was saying. Like, Trump 51%. It's, all I'm saying is it's not a short thing in a general election. That's all I'm saying. There's a, lot, there's a lot of baggage that comes with Trump. Of course, we got the 91 criminal charges and all of that shit like that. But I think a lot of women feel a way about abortion, about Roe v. Wade getting taken away. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if Republicans really want to win yeah, they need and win in a landslide, they need to chill with that. Nikki might be the one. Why? Nikki's saying we're not touching that? What you mean? Like, no, I'm just saying, I think that Nikki comes with less baggage in a general election. And you already know Republicans going to fall in line. And if she can pick up some, some Democrats and some independents. The only problem is that she doesn't capture the politically disillusioned voter. 
In other words, the voter who's upset at the system because she's a system quarterback. She's part of the system. Yeah. So I think, and I think that there's a lot of concern about the system. I don't, I don't think they want to replace Biden with someone who is essentially just like Biden. Who's oh, we got though. Line. Well, we have Trumpito. Yeah, but Trump, uh, you get Trump back in there, man. Don't you want World War Three? We all just go down <laughs> the blaze. It's going to be a revenge tour. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I can't do four years of revenge tour, bro. Like, you got to get back to fucking making America great, bro. Like, you got to fucking get, you got to have some policy, some legislation, something, bro. Like, you can't go in there and just wage war on all your political enemies. Plus, I'm not going to have a job. He's going to shut the media the fuck down. You think? Oh, 100. He's already said that. What are you talking, are you talking about? He said that already. No. He said that. He said, I'm going to find a way. He said to press charges on the head of MSNBC. This is the same guy who wanted to get the motherfucking Lauren Michaels locked up, bro. Because they made fun of him on SNL. <laughs> what are we talking about? Good. <laughs> That's fire. It's all funny games that so you make a joke about his daughter on stage. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about, well, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think, and, and I just think Republicans are, are really dropping the ball on an opportunity to Really strengthen the party. You know what I mean? If you really want to take the party back from Trump, if it's really not the MAGA party like y'all say. So you like Nikki Haley? You like Haley. I don't like her. I just think it's politically smart to do it. But we know what they're playing for. They're not playing for, you know, they're not they're not playing for the next four years. They're they playing, playing for forever. <laughs> <laughs> you, put, you put Trump in office, you got it forever. So I know Iowa doesn't represent the rest of the country, but if she only got 20% and Trump got 50, you think that that entire 50 is going to be like... DeSantis got another 20 plus. Okay, 50% so, of all Republicans in Iowa voted against Trump. Yes, but for also 50 voted for him with all the baggage yeah, but I that think comes those, with it. Those people, like, like I said with Nikki, a lot of those people were Democrats and independents. I think a lot of those people just stay home <laughs> in, in, in the general election. I just do. I just think a lot of those people just stay home. But they, they, they had another statistic that said one third of Republicans in Iowa don't even like Trump. I, I really I think the vote in the Republican Party is it's Trump or nothing or anything but Trump. Those are the two votes. Mm. It's never usually like that, though. I know. So it's Republicans. Yeah, Republicans is usually fall in line, man. Yeah. So now if you have Nikki Haley, there's going to be those any uh, Trump or nothing people that are going to stay home. So she won't win the general either. I don't know. That's true. God damn. Bless I just I don't know. I think Nikki's the safest bet. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I agree with Andrew. I mean, I think a lot of the sentiment is not even directed at a particular candidate. It's just frustration. And I think yeah, DeSantis, DeSantis at least is bucking the system a bit, and he kind of like resents is the he? system. He's like a super system guy. Not really in terms of like what he did in Florida. Like his decisions went against what the government wanted in Florida or not what the, the Democratic government, government at the time. Yeah. yeah. He's so willing think, to take more political chances. than. But he's Trump. also like been exposed as kind of a goofball. Right. So and people don't like goofballs. I think Donald Trump is too risky in a general. I think it's the same level of risk for Trump as it is Biden. I really do. I think but both parties need to move away from both of them. I think Republicans need to move away from Trump. Democrats need to move away from Biden. I just think it's too much of a risk if you're trying to win. It's a, I mean, it sounds ridiculous to say because it's duh, but it's a 50-50 toss-up with either one of them. So who do the Democrats move to? I have no idea. They, they don't have no Somebody bench. Somebody better come up with something soon. Well, some the hell. 
Meet me at the crossroads and you don't get lonely. You just never know when you're dealing with people that age, man. I have to think it might. You don't know. You definitely have a point. Think of all these things you're dealing with. You're not just dealing with goddamn. Had to scratch. Goddamn, bro. You couldn't have to scratch. You worked yourself up about Nikki. This guy, crazy. This is a wild boy. This is one of the wildest boys ever in the history of goddamn boys. Nikki could get that. This guy worked himself up and fucking went for it on the goddamn pod in front of the world. That's what I do. I had to adjust. Jesus Christ. Chill out, Taylor. Jesus Christ. I had to adjust. Chill out, Taylor. Taylor, chill out. Fucking, Calm down, yo. I've never seen no shit like that ever in my life. That was insane. <laughs> what I do? That was insane. You I went for it. You my fucking went for it. Right what do you think? Sack? I got something that'll get you soft. What do you think of Lil Nas X apologizing <laughs> um, the Christians? Us Christians don't care. Us Christians don't care. Apparently, they did. Us Christians don't care. We don't think about Lil Nas X. And we won't let, uh, did you hear that? <laughs> us Christians don't care. And we won't let Lil Nas X's antics uh, frustrate us. Can I show you what he said, though? Because how yeah, people are getting I saw what it. he said. <laughs> but we're, us Christians don't care. You can't go to Bro, double you can't hell. fart when you talk about I Lil Nas X. I'm flirting. <laughs> that is flirting don't ever get it fucked up yo if you flirt if you fart around another man yo that's flirting yo come on yo okay especially if you look him in the eyes while that shit is still going <laughs> yeah while your butthole's open you looking at him that's flirting <laughs> what? What? Go to asking this. Wait, I have Hold a on. question. Oh. When <laughs> we got another ad too. Yeah, we got one more. When the doctor um had to test you out, <laughs> why are you? That shit was crazy. Son. I'm does, still not over that. You did it? Does your asshole queef too? Like how women? What? Yeah, tell it, tell it, tell it. What are you saying right now? <laughs> you know, you had never made a woman's vagina queef. Before, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you farting so much? If you got a, if you queefing, you need to get your vagina queef. refurbished. That was a queef. <laughs> your vagina need renovations if it's making too much noise. That is true. Vagina if it creaks, part? it's too big. Vagina creaks. What? It's big as hell. You got a creaky vagina. Big as hell. I yeah, didn't you say nothing about me at big all. Big as hell. All I'm that air going the in there, then that shit just whoo, making all that noise. You answer my question. No, but what if your car was like? making that sound, you take it to get checked. Take it in. If your tire did that, you would take problem. your tire to get plugged up immediately, yo. Transmission's Straight up. If you heard that noise. just flirting with Lil Nas X. Now y'all don't want to talk about it. If you heard that noise anywhere in your house, you're going to get it fixed. If your dishwasher did that shit, you would go get it fixed. Yo, you would. Okay, so why when your vagina makes noises like that, y'all just chalk it up? You know what I mean? No, yeah. go, go get, get that your shit vagina fixed, fixed, yo. <laughs> ask How ask the doctor why it's making shit. noise. Yeah. And when you're in the doctor's office and he said, what kind of noise is it making? <laughs> you know, technically that means y'all dick isn't big enough because it's too much air. Oh, that's what you tell me? No, technically that means you that might. What it means? Technically you need to be refurbished. Yeah, it could be that you don't have any elasticity and your or, shit just stays open. Your vagina or, wasn't always that big. Or, Ask yourself, why is it so or, big now? Why is skinny dick? Or why is your vagina so big? But why isn't your vagina snatch? Yeah, I don't it, know. I'm, first of all, y'all not talking about me. I'm just saying, it snatches, I know about mine. it snatches on a tampon. Why? Maybe it just is slow to snatch. You got slow snatch. Maybe your snatch back is slow. 
You're not talking about me. You your were the vagina one opens up. up like that big shit off Never Ending Story. You ever seen that big ass shit that they used to ride on Never Ending Story? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Betray you. Google ne- what's it called? Betray you. That's exactly what a queef sounds that like. That movie, man. Boy, no, Never Ending Story. Star. Never Ending Vagina, man. Queefs forever. Let's play some bills, Taylor. Do you want to answer my question? What, what question do you want to answer? Make the answer. Leave Queen Laquifa alone. <laughs> I was thinking that too, and I didn't say it. That's so funny. <laughs> I was thinking that as well. <laughs> Let Yo, Chief well, Queef have her moment. That's not, first of all, you, y'all tried it because it's not. If you got a group, it's a tribe called Queef. It is. No, okay. Oh, he's on fire. <laughs> the guy's on fire right now. Don't stop. Do not stop. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about your ass, though. Why don't right? we talk about that guy you beefing with all the time, the Queef Stanfield or whatever his name is? <laughs> <laughs> you see Queef Davidson stand up? <laughs> Yo, I have. <laughs> What's the, no, it's the mirror. You want to do Squarespace? Yeah, I got Show you. See? Thank you again to Squarespace for supporting this week's episode of the podcast. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website. Engage with your audience and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time. Upload, organize, and access all your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all your files from one central hub and then use them across the Squarespace platform. Get started with one of our professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so your idea, brand, or business stands out online on any device. Use insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash idiots to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let's do some Asking Idiots, Taylor Gang. Okay, Asking Idiots. Uh, ooh, Mr. Cruz says, if you would have one conspiracy answer for certain, what would it be? I think I know yours, Schultz. What would it be? Um, One conspiracy answer yeah, for certain? Yeah, one conspiracy answer for certain. What would it be? Oof. I mean, holy shit, there's a lot. I mean... Aliens. That's my top number one. Yeah, who built the pyramids? JFK. JFK would be really interesting. What's the conspiracy with JFK? Uh, who shot him? Who I shot thought they him? knew who shot him. Separate the weak from the opposite. I thought they knew who shot him. <laughs> I mean, that's a conspiracy. No. They don't know who shot JFK? Yes, they do. Nah, they don't. They, they said multiple shooters, but potentially. There was only one to the head, though, right? I nah, got... Ripped up. My man got Damn. blasted. Clubbed Damn. up. Damn. Yup. They're going to change that story in the history books anyway. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a bunch. I mean. They're going to say he was just off for a drive. And he wanted to clear his head. Yo. <laughs> this guy. Yo. <laughs> That's the way shit is going now. That's the way shit is going, bro. That's what how that. That's how that story is going to be told in a, couple, a few years. Watch. Mark my words. <laughs> especially in Florida. In the, in what, the about, South, yeah. what about Abraham Lincoln? How are they going to tell his story? He was too tall. 
That's right. It wasn't else? even meant for him. It wasn't, it wasn't even fucking meant for him, Damn, yo. Bro. It wasn't even meant for him, man. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Mine would definitely be extraterrestrials, though. Why? 100%. Um, just because I want to know, I want to know about Roswell. I want to know about Area Fifty One, and I think that's the same shit, though. I'm yes. not, I, I want to know about Roswell and Area Fifty One. I want to know what's going on in what they call the new Area Fifty One in Alaska. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what happened in Miami in the mall for real. <laughs> like, I want to know how many times they visited us. I want to know if that whole shit with Richard Nixon was true. Because remember, there's this thing about how Richard Nixon actually had a meeting with extraterrestrials, and they. No, it was Nixon. It was Nixon. Reagan Reagan said, I forgot, but it was during the speech and he was having a conversation with about, to Russia and he was like, what if we had a real threat from another planet? We would have to come together. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? But Nixon, they said, uh, had a meeting with extraterrestrials and they did like this whole treaty. Which is, <laughs> you, it's going crazy. It's, it's going your ass. Why is this not going crazy? That shit is going crazy. <laughs> nah, you just... You Make the sound effect loud on here too. <laughs> like, I want people to be able to hear what the fuck we're hearing. Like, <laughs> this is insane. Why is that insane? <laughs> it is. I, I, I respect your freedom to fart anyway, though. I do. Wait, why? You wouldn't do it? Nah, I don't I don't fart in my clothes. Um, why? What? Tightness? I just don't fart in my clothes. So you hold it in all day? I'm not really a, I think it's a habit. Like what? my butthole knows when to fart. Like I fart in the bathroom when I'm taking a shit or sometimes in the shower. I've I don't fart in my clothes. I don't even never get the urge to fart at all. That no. is you're I an alien. <laughs> you're the alien. Yeah, you right might here. Be an alien. <laughs> That's did, crazy. Didn't you say your farts are out of control now because of yeah, but I didn't say I farted in my clothes. I would think that means you're farting your clothes now. No. Fart, fart while I'm on the toilet. Fart when I'm in the shower. And I can just feel it. Like, it's just so, like... I feel like you know when it's silent or not. He don't know when it's silent. Me? I can control the smell. Yeah, the smell is the crazy part. But I can control that. If you guys want it to not smell, I can keep the smelling. You just... <laughs> you just blame it on other people. No, we are I so can't. fucking juvenile. Why is this podcast so juvenile? Oh, what about Epstein? Of course, I'd want to know that. What? What? What do we need to know? Who's on there? Who's, who's that? Who's on it? Who was he working for? Oh, like who? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Now nah, that shit stink. You bugging, Schultz. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Hold the fuck on. Okay, shit. Raphael. That's not like that drag. That's that Dragon Z boy. <laughs> that's that shit that fucking gets you sick. <laughs> um, the underscore corner says, "Can y'all combined might?" <coughs> God damn, Andrew. <laughs> you smell that shit, Taylor? God damn. People going, gonna, yo? Taylor. Going, yo. People going to think it's you, yo. They are. That shit smell crazy. Can y'all combined might beat up the rock? Yeah. Yeah, we'll fuck the rock up. Yeah. No disrespect, rock. We fuck with you. Yeah, I mean. Both of us together. With nah, all we, due respect. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. you. You can't be I'm both sorry. of us. We're oh, world-class nah, nah, fighters. Nah, nah, nah. This, ain't, this ain't wrestling. Fighters, yeah. This ain't wrestling where nah, we wait our turn. We getting it's after real. it, bro. We're getting and, after it. And the thing with the rock. I don't see it, guys. All right. I don't see it. Bro. Listen, push come to shove. He's huge. 
And, I don't know if you've seen him in person. He's and we're not going to fight fair. Yeah, why would you think we're going to fight fair? Yeah, why do you think he's going to fight fair? Because he's the rock. He's two on one. Yeah, if Andrew jump on his back, put him in a chokehold, you know I'm going. Well, load the belt, baby. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going below the belt. That's where the vulnerability is at. I'm going down where the vulnerability is at. Okay? Wait, what are you going to do he'll, there, though? He'll feel like a rock bottom when I finish with his ass. God damn, damn it, Charles. Come on, what in the fuck is going on here? Yo, stop the pod before Charlamagne comes out the closet. He yo. just turned into a urologist. Yo, he really did. <laughs> yo, what God the damn. fuck? I'm telling you. He don't want to know. We'll, we'll fuck the rock up. Salute to the rock, though. We love the rock. Love you, rock. Rock is a great guy, but it's just a hypothetical question. Me and Andrew together. Come on, yo. You, you getting beat up. Uh, ooh. Schultz, which rapper would you do a skit for their album? Andre 3000. Mmm. You be farting? Instead of playing the flute, you'd be farting your ass off? Nah, there's a bunch of rappers I would. I was on one somebody's album. Who's album? They used a clip from me. Fuck, I forget the guy's name. I think he's one of Cole's writers. Oh, I saw that shit. That's it's too guys. easy, man. It's too easy. It's too fucking easy. Let's do one more. Okay. Keep going, keep going, keep going. What's one trait your significant other's parents like most about you? Oh, that's going. from Nino Blue. What's up, Nino? Uh, what's the movie? Oh, what's a movie or franchise you want to make a comeback? I like that. There was a better one. There was we could do that one, but there was a good one up here we should do too. This is All a right, good go one. On. Let's do what that. is one valuable thing you have learned from one another? Ooh, Latoya Maz. What is one valuable thing you have learned from one another? Uh, with Andrew, I would say perseverance. Um. Definitely perseverance and definitely betting on yourself. Even though I've, I've always known these things, it's so interesting when you see somebody truly roll the dice on themselves in a unique way. Because for everything Andrew did, it could have backfired. Sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you make a commitment to say, fuck that, throwing my middle finger to cancel culture, I'm going to start this shit called flagrant and I'm going to be as flagrant as possible. It's for all the loose booty assholes. Facts. Right? Hmm. And I'm going to do this shit. It could have worked. It could not have worked. And I don't know if you did this on purpose, but it started with sports. Yeah. It then turned into what it's turned into now. So for me, it would be a perseverance and just a a reminder to to bet on yourself because Andrew did everything that they tell you to do in Hollywood. Mm. You know what I mean? Get the agent, go on the scroll, you know, see what roles are out there for you, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, this was during the whole diversity, equity, and inclusion wave. Yeah. It was no place for a straight white male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so Andrew said, fuck it. I'm going to make a place for straight white males to feel comfortable. And not even just straight white males, just people, period, to feel comfortable. Yeah. People who were just tired of the the, just the, the politically correctness. Yeah. Normal people. Yeah. Just normal. And um God fearing people. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. In a major, major way. I would say for Charlemagne, it's um you say you could be a man of the people or a man of the industry, but you can't be both. You would always say that. And that really stuck with me. 
That's real. And uh, until you create your own industry, exactly. Then you, I mean, listen. There are times you can always work with them, but your priority should be the people always. The people, and I think that that has always resonated with me. That was maybe the best piece of. I don't even know if it was advice. It was just something a game I soaked up, and it was just like, yeah, you have to make the things you have to create for yourself, but with the intentions of satisfying the people with that thing you create, not satisfying the execs or whatever, because that's going to be the most authentic version of what you create. And uh, that is, that will set you free. That like completely liberated me. That's right. And that's why I said my, my intention always now for the rest of my life is just to be a service, man. However I can be a service, that's what I'm here to do. Huh. That's it. Um, Scroll down. What was the one we was about to answer? Uh, what movie or fr- what franchise you want back? No, the other one, the next one. What yeah. movie or TV franchise would you want to bring back? Easy call. Oh Girlfriend, dead through thick and thin. Greatest fucking TV show ever, and they did not give us any closure whatsoever. There's so many loose ends to tie up, okay? Do Tony and Joan become friends again? Does Tony come back? Does Joan get married? Does uh, Lynn's music career take off? What, Taylor? Why don't you try to just sum it all up in a film. A film, a miniseries. You know, Mara Brocka Kill wants to do a film. Tracy Ellis Ross wants to do a miniseries. You know, I interviewed the whole cast of Girlfriends about three, four years ago. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, Persia White, Jill Marie Jones, and Golden Brooks. And 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 uh, Tracy wants it to be a miniseries. I mean, as I said, either one, either one. M- Mara says she got the story. She knows how she wants to close it. She knows how she wants to put a bow on it. I don't see... It's a no-brainer for me. It's owned by CBS Paramount. Paramount Plus, y'all need that. Y'all saw what the Best Man um, Holiday or whatever whatever the new Best Man was called. Best Man Final Chapters. You saw what that did on uh, for NBC Peacock. Girlfriends would do that for y'all times a billion. So I just don't understand what's the hold up. I saw Kelsey Grammer recently because he's the executive producer. Kelsey Grammer said that they're having talks about it. Make it happen. Make it happen, man. That's the one. Girlfriends is the one. That is the one. It checks off all the boxes that y'all like to be checked off in a nice, organic way. What about you, Schultz? What would you bring back? Hooey. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> they are bringing Seinfeld back. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Look it up. I'm dead ass. They're bringing Seinfeld back. No, they're not. Google it right now, Seinfeld reboot. Why am I going to And after you Google it, I want you to say you were right <laughs> again, Alex. Google it. They're doing a Seinfeld reboot. No, they're not. I'm telling you they're doing a Seinfeld reboot. Yeah. No, the Seinfeld revival isn't confirmed. I know Jerry. <laughs> so now? I know Jerry. I'm telling you, it's coming back. Maybe I wasn't supposed to spill that. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't. You know who told me it was coming back? Michael Richards. Did he really? Yes. He said, y'all niggas better watch. Exactly what he said. Bulls <laughs> out He's a nigger! He's a nigger! He's a nigger! <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, we out As here. As always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. But if you think we're just a couple of idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening.